So you remember how this whole thing started? What whole thing? The podcast? Yeah. <laughs> no, hold on. Did you know that's where we were going to start, or did you check your cheat sheet over there? What are you talking about? The cheat sheet <laughs> no, that I'm looking at. I was just... That I, my no, eyes no, no, aren't no. good enough that I can read what it okay. says, but the I know we had it. Is the hold truth. on, you ready for this? Oh, go ahead. What did I just pop open there, Kevin? The... <laughs> The official drink mm. of the podcast is oh, man, that's good. That's orange good. vanilla Coca-Cola. I do the zero version. Where's yours? Uh, oh, there it is. Yeah. Cheers, brother. Didn't have the zero version in... Um... You know, it fascinates me how many different versions of Coke are available. Right? From caffeine-free to diet to diet caffeine-free to regular to you get the zero. cherry. They have a range of diet flavors you got, now. You got cherry, you got orange vanilla, you got vanilla, you got... Cherry vanilla. There's, there's really something for everyone, you know. And Coca-Cola, they're not, they're not sponsoring us, but you know, not yet. I would say that they, they, they are the unofficial drink mm. of the Fireside Podcast. So Let yeah, me take no. a sip of this real quick. I was thinking, oh. I was thinking oh. about crisp. it's crisp when, uh, when this all began, and yeah. you and I were driving to uh, Starbucks. Yeah, we as would... we did much more often than we ever do we, now. We don't do that. Anymore. Don't do it anymore. Right? We we do homebrew. We'll yeah, homebrew. and uh, we'd have great convos just coming back and forth. Well, mostly coming back. For some reason, our conversations going there were never that good. I always noticed that it's very quiet driving there. Yeah, and you'd be like almost on your phone uh, or something. Yeah, introspective, if you introspective. will. Introspective. And yeah. then on the way home, we'd just unleash a fury of uh, like, did I ever tell you about the time? Yeah, like that. I never heard. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I, so, did I ever tell you about the time? No. Um. So anyhow. Ooh. Um. There was that one time we were on our way back, and I just started recording us on the like, on the down low. Yeah, um, I didn't know. And you had no mean, idea, and it was yeah. a great recording. And uh, maybe one day we'll release that. I'm not sure. It, yeah, it was like the beta episode yeah. of, the, of the podcast. Yeah. I don't know um, what I said during it. We'll definitely have to proof that. Yeah, we will. Probably um, edit out half of it. So anyhow, we're Especially here now. Especially that one thing you said. <laughs> we're here now, and I believe this is episode nineteen. <laughs> nineteen. Wait. Yes. No, I it believe 20? it's up. No, I'm pretty sure it's 19. It's 19. We haven't hit okay. 20 yet. We're not in Oof. the double double digits yet. <laughs> um, Excuse me. I don't know. <laughs> that makes um, zero sense. So here we are, and we have one, one surviving episode that the, we recorded at Creative South. The remnants and, um, of of the downing, yeah, um, as I like to call it. If you if you had tuned in to the previous episode, we explained that we had recorded six episodes. Unfortunately, we lost five of them. To the Markel fire. Yes, to the Markel fire. Fire took it all. Um, no, to a hard drive that I am completely so, failed. I'm so glad you had the four tight site you know, to save the Jessica Hitch yeah. episode. Um, last week, you had mentioned that it's like we, you know, the room is locked, but all the people inside it are safe. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I started thinking about that. It's more like you're playing The Sims, and you put a bunch of characters in a room, and then you remove the door. That's more so the case. They're there. Either one of these sounds really bad. They're going to slowly die and they might, you know, resort to cannibalism. Lenny and Jason are stuck in a room right now with no exit. Is there windows in the room? Who knows? Are we feeding them? Who knows? They're in like this digital, kind of like think about it like uh, Tron. Like I feel like that's where they are. Oh, yeah. Or kind of like. the database now. Yeah. Or Superman 1, the first one with Christopher Reeves where like there's that silver cube floating through space. That's them. But the silver cube is just my hard drive on my desk. And they're not floating through space at all. Can we say they're locked in a prism of time? Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Lenny, we're sorry we got you stuck in that prism of time, but we'll Um, get you out one of these days. Actually, Lenny and I were talking the other day. He's totally on board for recording another podcast. Awesome. 
sometime soon. Um, Remember how last week you said we're going to have Jason on? And I said, did you even talk to him about that yet? And you said no, and we still haven't talked to him about it yet. Yeah. And he's coming in like yeah, four he's, hours. Yeah, he's coming here today. Um, maybe we shouldn't do that. No, I, yeah, there's, there's no like reason zero to. Time anymore. Yeah. Um, unless, like... The episode we had recorded was only a 20-minute thing. Yeah, but still, I wanna, I'm wanna. i going to be stressed out because we have things to do tonight. Should we talk about the things we got going on tonight? Sure, but... Was because... that on your little cheat sheet? No, but go ahead. What? You were going to say something? Oh, no, I was going to say that like we're going to be in the middle of this party where you're like, you know, we can probably escape for Dude, a certain amount of time. Dude, I do not want to... That is true. That's fine. <laughs> I don't want to be doing work during oh designer okay <laughs> yeah okay it was your which is South that's exactly what i had said to yeah, but, this is different. but sorry. shut up um so tonight we have the third annual chapter three of the designer party where we get our fellow designer friends alumni from college from high school now when you say know, third are you including the barbecues we no because that's the gdq separate event entirely separate, separate. Event. now so i know how, this is taking place in the summer but this is not gdq3 Okay. This designer party. Chapter How many three. designer events have we had total? This would be the fifth. Fifth. Wow. We had two designer parties, two GDQs. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So it um, is, isn't it? We're yeah. Neat so like that's that. happening tonight. So what's funny? It's funny because <laughs> fuck me. Um, I tell people about this. Like you know, we have little get-togethers with all mm. the designer people, and the, the usual response is like, "Oh, that's cool. I never do things like that." I think that that's the case for a lot of things that designers do outside of their day-to-day job is that we we kind of have a commu- a weird sense of community that other industries you know they don't go out of their way to hang out with people and if they do it's like a weird networking thing where it's yeah, like it's yeah, all yeah, yeah. it's like gross you know it's, where it's like gross. no one's throwing a party for accountants and they're just drinking with like zero intent to make uh, you know, to make professional connections. Yeah, yeah. You know? like um, I'm, I'm here tonight to hang out with people I haven't seen in a while. Yeah, you know, tell mostly alumni. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That's what, that's what it's about, man. Mm-hmm. Just getting the friends back together. Because you know, when we graduate, it's not like we all go our separate ways. We we become, we go from like students together to like yeah. we're in the workforce together. We're all like colleagues of one another. You know, now that we're talking about this, this is oddly related to the episode we recorded a few months ago with jessica hish that's coming up soon Ooh. is that Get she ready. mentioned these those conferences are more of a community event than they are yeah, a, yeah. A, a professional industry thing you know it's more of a hang out with your friends that have this common field common interest type of thing and, and i think she speaks on that yeah or at least she did during her her talk at a uh, creative south so oh yeah and I, i'm pretty sure we touched on it in the yeah. podcast that you're about to listen to um, um but i had always said that about creative south is it felt like one big like party one big hangout mm-hmm. with uh you know your common folk you know yeah, people that you yeah. could talk on the same level with yeah. And, uh yeah and uh it's weird because the people, the people that, the people that corner you and are like, "Hey, what do you do? And where'd you graduate from?" And blah 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 blah. Those are the people that stick out as like, like, don't ask those questions because that's not what this is about. You know, we whereas like, the- they go there with the improper, like, you know, they go there with the intent of making these weird connections. That, that yeah, even like happen. this, it's it's. I feel like every time we go to a networking thing, it's awkward. It's like stunting, yeah. and weird. It's like that's not how we operate. And even. Um, the drink and draw that I had put together, one of one of the many that I have put together, you know, somebody about it. somebody came and was like, "Hey, like, I'm looking to do X, Y, and Z, and I came here to look, you know, to make personal, you know, professional connections, not personal connections." Mm-hmm. And um, I, I guess I gently was like, "No, we're here just to chill, man. Like, it's drinking. We could talk drink about work, and, and we could talk about what we do, but it's like, it's not, 
you're not going to get a job out of coming here. Was you know? that like when we had that one at the, it was at a brewery and like five random people showed up and we're like, how did you even hear about this? Yeah. No, that was cool though. That, um, no, it was really somehow neat. they found out about it. So, that, and then the one that we had at, um, what's the, the coffee place, um, with the weird cow. Oh, oh, oh. And, uh, crazy mocha. Crazy mocha. Yeah. That one was awesome because yeah. I, I felt like it was a huge crowd. It was people I hadn't seen in a while and it was kind of like why we do designer parties, mm-hmm. just yeah. hanging out with the, with the boys yeah. and the girls. So, speaking about Jessica Hish, there uh-huh. was, and of course, being at conferences and speaking to people, we were there, um, it was the n- night that she had spoke, she spoke it earlier It was the night day? after she talked, yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, and it was the weird after party, even though there was still a whole other day of conference left? Yeah, well, they do that every night at Creative South, there's a big event. No, but there wasn't like an a, the big after party, it's like the second day the conference is over and that was it. Oh, that's Like, the final that's after true. party that's was true. in the middle yeah, this of This year was, was a little strange. different than usual. Yeah. Um, but she's surrounded now outside of this um, party um, by seems to be college students, younger designers. Yeah. And we had been I had been saying, you know, we went to that little after party. We walked around, did a lap, walked mm-hmm. back out because there was no like alcohol being served. So we went, grabbed a drink oh, yeah. and we're like, we should get back. We got to like stake the place out for Jessica Hish because I had DM'd her previously. And I was like, yeah, you want to be on the podcast? She was like, yeah, cool. Just find me. So we were like, we had, well, we were on a mission. See, for us, it was just, hey, let's confirm a time with her and be out. Right. It wasn't like she was, staking her. It well, wasn't like, yeah, creepy. I know. I, like no, some of these people, I think that after, you know, going to these conferences for five, six years now, um, that, that sense of being starstruck just wears off. Like you're like, oh, these people are normal, normal I mean, people. You know? I, I do um, say that. And I, I, that's how I felt when we were um, talking to her, but. Well, not um, we, I, we, we were, were talking to her to get the the time locked down, but the whole time we were recording with her, I'm like nervously tapping my foot, like don't fuck up, <laughs> Jessica Hitch, don't fuck up. Yeah, but she was a uh, she was super sweet about everything. No, um, she was she was great. She's my favorite guest. Yeah, the best part of the best part of trying to just get her attention, just to like, hey, by the way, um, was that these students were like coming in in droves, right? Yeah, just like she had like five people surrounding her, her the whole and time, and then you'd see like it was like. It was like, I don't know, cheetahs or whatever surrounding prey. And, like, they were, like, just another group, uh, another cluster of young designers coming to the other side of her. And we're just, like, we're just like, eyeing her. Yeah. Circling around with their drinks. So there was a pause in conversation that I think both of you. It, both of us were because we were, were standing we we're standing there for at least half an hour waiting for this conversation yeah. with these girls to end and multiple times i'm like all right i hear her go, all right thanks for your time thing i'm like all right they're wrapping up they're wrapping up we yeah. can do our quick step in because all we want to do is be like hey it's us what time and where and just get in and out <laughs> yeah. and half an hour we're standing yeah, there yeah, yeah, and yeah. fucking at one point jed comes up he's like boys you want me to step in? I got this. I'm like, Jed, leave the area now. I was gonna tackle I'm going to tackle him. I'm you. And he had definitely had a few a few drinks. So, yeah. um, but finally there was that that two second pause in we, conversation. The lull. You yes. could hear it like this is our moment. We've been waiting to strike. So both you and I, in unison, unplanned, yell, Jessica. <laughs> And she turns around like startled, and we're like, "Oh hey!" And no, you and I like laugh. We go, Jessica, look at each other and go, (laughs) and then, all right, no, hold on, but for real, Jessica. It was so stupid and so awkward, but yeah, we definitely um, scared her a bit because I thought I was gonna be going in. You thought, yeah, it was yeah, Um, classic miscommunication. Anyhow, um, there uh, the the episode begins with a joke that was formulated. I believe at Creative South. Yeah, me and Beth were walking, and we were trying to, like, come up with jokes about Mm. type. And um, this is a few drinks in, so we were getting really shitty ideas. Yeah. And she kept working on, like, an ampersand walks into a bar. 
Like, we have to make this work somehow. Like, what's the joke? How do we do this? And Ampersand walks into a bar. So we're workshopping it. We, we're we all walking back to the hotel together, the whole group of us. And she tries it one more time. She's like, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, an Ampersand walks into a bar. And I'm like, and? And then we both look at each other. And we're like, that's it. That's the joke. That's the joke. That's the joke. But what I didn't realize, it was funny. Because? Fuck off. It works it works because of the initial reaction of like you're not given anything you're like an ampersand walks into a bar in the silence and then you need the person to go and <laughs> yeah so beth explained to me just the other day that you know because we were talking about this episode we were talking about how miserably the joke failed with just hey, 50 percent success ratio okay but beth made a great point the success of the joke relies solely on how much of an asshole the person receiving right. the joke is. Which is why it didn't work on Jessica. If they're super kind, exactly. If they're super She's kind, the nice they're not going to say, and, you know? But if, like, you said it to me, I'd be like, yeah, what? And? <laughs> and? and then they would, well, you know. We tried it on Josh Ariza, and we were like, an ampersand walks into a bar, and he's like, okay, yeah, I'm here for it. And we were at pause, we waited, and we we're like, an ampersand walks into a bar. And then it clicks, and he's like, fuck you guys. <laughs> like, he didn't even away. have to finish the joke, he got it. <laughs> yeah. So, so I did it to Jessica. I, I'm not going to spoil it. Well, it's in it's in the episode that you're yeah. about to hear. It's a you can see me crash and burn. I am sinking, and I remember the joke's failing, and I'm looking <laughs> to you. I'm like, Kevin, save and me! I just kept my. I think I just kept my Please. my eyes down on the keyboard. Like, God, <laughs> Cra- got, I'm I crashing like, and burning in slow like, motion. I was like, he got himself into this. He can get himself out. <laughs> Um, so, Ugh. a few things we d- discussed on the podcast, which, of course, was recorded... Um, Six months ago? No, no, no four, four, months, four ago. months ago. Oh, um, nice, nice. It was in April. At the time... Yeah, whatever. At the time, Jessica was uh, pregnant. She has since um, given birth to George. Little baby George. Little baby George. And um, her upcoming book, Tomorrow I'll Be Kind, is available for pre-order. Um, yeah, which she, is... she touches on that and the uh, the previous book she had put mm-hmm. out in um, in the episode and in her talk yeah. the previous day. Um, that That's her, her second children's book, the first one being Tomorrow I'll Be Brave. And um, yeah, they're they're pretty... I kind of want to get them. Yeah, like we can get them for, for like the coffee table, yeah. I'd say. Yeah, we should have them. We should have had them tonight for the designer party. Ooh. Mm. Oh, well. Yeah. So... This episode's four months late, but at least it's here. <laughs> we got it better late than never, am I right? That's correct. Um, anything else? What are you up to? No. You I'm excited not... for tonight? Yeah. I, 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 oh, I hate when we have to throw parties because, um, you know, <clears throat> background situation, we live in the house, so we, we clean up, we, we get the house ready for the party, and then we have to do all of the annoying cleaning up mm. the day after. Yeah. This is the only time. I feel like designers are respectful of the house. It never yeah. gets trashed. Yeah, There's the never like part. a mess yeah. really to clean up. There's some bags of garbage to take out, but that's like about it. So I'm really looking forward to hanging with uh, the designers today. Yeah, I've been in this house like almost five years. I've definitely noticed a change in how I act during the parties. Whereas like for the first couple of years, it was just like party, enjoy the company, blah, 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 blah. I'll worry about it in the morning. Mm-hmm. Now in the past, past couple of years, now I'm like... I'm frantically cleaning during the party. Oh, yeah. Um, but when it's winding down, I notice all yeah. of us kind of, like, start yeah, grabbing towards cleaning And we're not even... There, because we, we drink less and we clean more, you mm-hmm. know? Um, I'm sure if we drank more, we'd say, fuck it. What is this? But this is the switching. You, have, you know, I don't know what that was. 
Um, that was a hand motion of flipping. I have to. He's doing like a finger gun, but he's just like tilting. Yeah, it's it kind of like yeah, it's kind of like a U shape that I flip with my thumb and my index finger, like flipping. Like you know, it's like hmm. I used to do this, now I do that. Oh, I do this, okay, I, do that. I got you. I don't understand. Got a new book the other day. I haven't What'd got, you get? I haven't opened it up yet, but it's uh, it's what is Universal Everything by. Uh, you have opened it I've up. Opened you specifically it up. showed it to me, and you let me flip. You the whole opened thing. it up. You opened it up. You're getting like you can eat, yeah. Take a drink of that Coca Cola orange vanilla. Uh, <laughs> It's available at all 7-Elevens along with a wide range of other Coca-Cola projects. Coca-Cola, drink fresh. <laughs> I don't know. If that's... You said projects, not products. Wait, did I? I believe so. Oh, we'll have to go back to the tips. No, I'm not going to drag this out for another three minutes. I just wanted to say I'm really excited that this is finally going up. I'm excited for the designer party. I'm, I'm in generally a really good mood right now. Yeah. I'm excited to get some pizza. We're about to get a little pizza. Yeah. Anyhow. Thanks for tuning in. Sorry for the delay on this. And here is the episode. Of <laughs> Wait, hold on. Before we no! get... Welcome to the Fireside. Coming to you from Creative South. Looks like you boys ain't from around here. All right. He's recording already. We've done like four of these already, and we've been just starting off by like getting right into it without yeah. like any like pre no introduction. <laughs> but we're very casual about this. I podcast, guess we you know. should probably mention that we're sitting down with Jessica Hish, just so people know whose voice is on the other end of the mic. Yep. Um, so there, uh, we've been like beta testing a joke that me and my friend came up with last night, and it has a fifty percent success rate. So I'm going to try it out on you and see if it works. All right. An ampersand walks into a bar. <laughs> All right. Let's go. Let, we're doing this. An ampersand walks into a bar. And? You see it. See, yeah, see it. It, needs, it needs to be workshopped. It needs to be workshopped. But I'm, it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to get there. It's going to get there. <laughs> I think it's a, little, it's a little deep. It's a little, it's a little it's, deep on the dad joke. There's a few scale. people that get it immediately. But uh, yeah, so I think that it needs to be worked. It's like I didn't even say anything. They're like, oh, yeah, it's, it's stupid, but it's funny, whatever. Um, well, you know, like in terms of in terms of like the dad joke territory, mm-hmm. there's like the it starts the reaction starts with like I literally have no idea what you're talking about, right? Which and is then, the, what most people and go then for. moves to the like grown eye roll, yeah, and then beyond that is the single ha, <laughs> and then you get an occasional like proper chuckle where people are just yeah. like I'm gonna remember that one, you know. <laughs> I hope it we we grow it and people start to get it because it's not doing too well. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to hear my favorite dad joke? Yeah, absolutely. It's also kind of a alphabet joke, which I uh, like. Even better. Uh, so, what's a pirate's favorite letter? R. You'd think it would be R, but his first love was the C. Ooh! Oh. Oh. See? That has yeah. to it. It's wow. pretty high on the dad joke scale, <laughs> right? It really, like, gets you. I thought it was just going to be R, and I was going to be like, yeah, I heard it before. But... Yeah. That Good work. Was... Uh, so we prepped like a couple things because you had just given a great talk yesterday. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I think I'm gonna buy your kids book. I don't have kids. I don't plan on having any like soon, but I kind of want it anyway. Do it. I kind of, I kind of wrote it for also me cool. as a grown yeah. up. You know. <laughs> I mean, I even when you were talking, like, yeah, sure, it's for kids, but you're like, oh shit. I mean, yeah, I could do better tomorrow. So who knows. Yeah, um, totally. The first couple times that I talked about the book, I actually talked about it to college students, and like oh, every yeah. single college student was like. Oh my god! I need this book on my desk. <laughs> <laughs> I need to like hold it. Like everybody <laughs> needs like a little little literary hug from yeah, that every now exactly. and then. Um, so one of the things you said in your talk yesterday was like stepping back every now and then, kind of like reevaluating where you are. Uh, do you have like a sense of like how often you should do that? Is like year based? Is like 
depending on milestones, like he just had a kid, maybe you should like step back and like figure well, out what's going on. Well, I mean, milestones certainly, but I think like you know, you get less and less milestones the older that you get. You can you know, make up like, your own. Like really, like this is I'm having my last child for sure. We are for not sure? having yeah. more children okay. after this. And after this, like, what is my next milestone? My kids graduating from high school? You know, like, yeah. that's, like, a long way away. What about graduating kindergarten? You, like, step Yeah, back yeah, but, year? you know, that's, it's a very cute day, but it yeah. doesn't feel like this, like, epic milestone in the same way that, like, having a child or getting married or graduating Those college are pretty or something big. are. Yeah. And that's why our parents, like, you know, my parents, everybody else's parents of child-bearing aged people... <sighs> have been going completely insane for the last 20 years just yeah. waiting for grandkids because they like have been waiting for that milestone mm-hmm. but so certainly you have to check in at milestones I think doing an annual check in is a great idea but any time that you get like a mysterious break in your schedule like you get that client that says wait a second like we need an extra day for feedback yeah. or like they push something you know so instead of being due on Friday it's due on Monday like instead of filling your time with just random busy work consider filling that time with like a reflection day. yeah it'd be a little more introspective yeah because yeah, it's really easy you know like it's really like I actually love to fill my time with busy work like I could like reorganize my house to like for the rest of my life mm-hmm. are you in that Marie Kondo kind of thing only because like when you are pregnant you get this like nesting impulse mm-hmm. a- and after you have your when you have your first baby it's all about buying stuff <laughs> and when you have your second baby and third baby it's all about like getting rid of stuff yeah so I I'm, I haven't actually watched like the Marie Kondo show nor read the book but I know like enough people have parroted the yeah. values at me. I've seen like 15 minutes of one episode. I'm like, I'm all about <laughs> this. I'm going to get rid of everything. I clear like 15 bags of, of clothing donations oh, <laughs> simply yeah, yeah. because... Yeah, we live in a house together and like every weekend it's like, I'm cleaning my room. It's like, you've been doing that for like 12 years. What are you up to? Oh even? man, it's like so hard to get rid of stuff. I, I have like such an emotional connection with yeah. things that I've purchased over the course of my life. Yeah, so. that's the tough one. I find band t-shirts to be particularly like I, you know, I oh, just start to, thinking about all the live shows I've seen. And stuff. There's memories so yeah. Let's go in storage. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. fine. I have, like, a drawer full of T-shirts from my when I was, like, 18 to 22 <laughs> that li- will literally never fit me again. Because yeah. for whatever reason, like, at that time, I was like, everything should be skin tight, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. now as a grown-up, I'm just like, no one needs to see my midriff, mm-hmm. you know? Like, I'm good. It's like, yeah, that's a reevaluation. It's like, I probably shouldn't be wearing shirts that are tight around everything anymore. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. And now I save stuff because I'm just like, oh, well, this was by this one independent maker in this one particular time in New York, and, like... Maybe I personally won't wear this in the future, but, like, I I remember when, like, I got to be a teenager and my mom had saved none of her clothes from the 70s and stuff like that. And it would have oh, been man. super fun to just have, like, 60s and 70s yeah. cool teenager wear. It's, like, back in, too. It's, like, 90s is coming back, which is weird because I was born in 91. So I'm like, that's weird that, like, my childhood is, like, a fad now. Oh, yeah. So now I feel old. Well, yeah. I was born in 84, so I, like, like remember all of the 90s, <laughs> you know, like... I def I like drank my first alcoholic beverage in the nineties because I was like a wild (laughs) during that time. But yeah, like so it's definitely weird to have uh, my middle school time be be idolized like that too. It's strange. So another point that you had mentioned yesterday was like busyness validation and like at different points in your life you can like manage your work life differently. Because I know and me and Kevin maybe at the same point where. 
I just work nonstop because I've tied my self-worth to my productivity. So even being here and I'm not working, I'm like, should I be working on something? Like, this kind of work. Maybe it's going to make them oh, feel yeah. good. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's true. I think so many people do it, honestly. Mm-hmm. And I think you can use that in a healthy way. You know, oh, like, please tell me how. So my way of using that like uh, validation through busyness in a healthy way is using busy menial task stuff as a catalyst for doing the more intense heady work that Mm -hmm. I'm intimidated by Mm -hmm. so like if I look at my schedule for the day and I'm like really wigged out about like oh my god I have to come up with this crazy concept for this client and it's so high pressure la 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 I'll start by doing just like busy work you know like I'll do super production-y stuff Mm -hmm. or you know even just organizing things like that stuff that makes me feel like validated that I've got something or anything done and then you get like this little boost that then (laughs) makes you feel like okay now I'm ready to start my day like now I'm actually ready to tackle the hard stuff yeah but if you're just like like if you're getting all of your validation from it's not work. good I've, the, the first step was realizing that I have a problem <laughs> and admitting it yeah, I feel like and, I'm making yeah. good progress I mean honestly it, I didn't notice that it was a problem until I couldn't work all the time mm-hmm. so like I think that's something that a lot of people hit and was that, that with your first kid it was not even with my first kid it was with moving to San Francisco oh, because okay. like when I moved to San Francisco suddenly there was not this like environment that encouraged that behavior everywhere Mm -hmm. you know like I fell into a group of friends that had like friend groups and hung out with each other Mm -hmm. and you know like went on vacation often you know took weekend trips around and stuff like that and so all of a sudden I had all this time that was not devoted to work and that's when I was just like oh my god what am I doing and I (laughs) wasn't getting that constant dopamine hit of getting stuff done Mm -hmm. like I was still working but like it really is a drug to just like oh, be busy all the time and it um, it rattles you you know like when suddenly you're not working 24 hours a day you have to be, you start looking at the work that you're doing and going like oh my god wait should i have taken this project on like is this even a cool project like you know you're because <laughs> yeah. when you're so busy you don't have to think about it because you're just like oh i'm just taking every i'm filling all my time therefore i'm valuable mm-hmm. you know so our friend Beth, who is here and also an alum of Type of Pooper, um, she's also a mother. She <laughs> asked us to ask you about mom guilt, which we are completely we don't know what uninitiated it means. on. Oh, she just okay. say the phrase "mom so guilt" and she'll I know. Get, I get asked a lot about mom guilt from moms, and so I experience very little mom guilt. Can you explain what, what mom part, guilt is? So mom guilt is basically like just it. It goes in two directions. So you either feel guilty about not focusing on your career because you're focusing too much on your mm. kids. Or you feel guilty about not focusing on your kids because you feel like you focus too much okay. on your career. And so it, dad guilt would also be a thing, but I feel like dads don't experience it quite as deeply mm-hmm. just because there's less like societal pressure for you to drop everything and yeah. take care of your children. Absolutely. And honestly, there's enough like wackadoos on the internet that anytime mm-hmm. that you talk about like being happy that you pay for childcare, they will chime in and be like, I think the only way to raise children is by a parent at home or whatever. <laughs> and you're just like, fuck you, man. You know, like, and so, I don't experience mom guilt because I have made a really conscious choice to prioritize my like prioritize my kids over my work. Mm-hmm. You know, in the, in the way that like everything like I drop everything if they need me. You know, like I am the person that takes them to doctor's appointments or I was until my husband quit his job. <laughs> uh, but I would always be sort of like the I'm their parent. You know, the one that's going to be on top of all the stuff. I'm cooking all the meals. I'm organizing all the things, buying all their clothes, like doing all that stuff. And I'm like, it's intense to be like a household manager on top of managing 
your business. It's like you're the project manager for your children. But you kind of like this is <laughs> this is the thing though. It's like a lot of there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of articles about like the hidden burden of like like what it is to be a mother and wife and like in the house just mm-hmm. because you take on all this like emotional like baggage and like work that that dudes don't always take on. Yeah. But my response to that is that after like seeing my husband like work at Facebook and having all these friends in Silicon Valley, you can't run a company with two managers and no workers, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So you need someone to be like the CEO and you need someone to actually execute. And so I consider myself the CEO of my house and then <laughs> I awesome. delegate tasks to my husband yeah. and that's kind of how that works. And so every household needs a CEO because you can't you can't divvy up a lot of that management because mm-hmm. things get kind of like they fall under the radar. Uh, certain like high level stuff you can, but like not everything. Yeah. So. But yeah, I mean, I work thirty five hours a week, which is a lot different than a lot of people that I know in the creative community that have kids. You know, like even my studio mate who is amazing, but he works. He probably works fifty or sixty hours a week. And that's nuts. You know, he he's there from nine to five every day. Goes home, puts his kids down. His kids miraculously go to bed at eight o'clock. And then he works again from 8 o'clock until 11 or midnight or 1 or however long it takes if he has a lot of projects. And I'm just not capable of that for, like, a variety of reasons. One, I'm pregnant right now, so I go to bed (laughs) at, like, 8.30. And then also, my daughter doesn't go to bed for sure until, like, 10 o'clock. And so we just have to pretend to be sleeping at night in our house. That's great. Does that work? I mean, kind of. because We just end up walking her back to her room a lot, but... Mm -hmm. You know, I don't have the ability to have that schedule. And, you know, because my husband and I, like, both really, like, we love our jobs and we love what we do, um, we we don't shoulder too much burden on each other, especially over the weekends right. and things like that. Um, and so, like, you just kind of have to figure out what's right for you. You know, like, some people need, are at a point in their life where they need to prioritize work because they don't have the momentum that I had when I started having kids. Mm-hmm. And you shouldn't feel guilty about that. The main thing is just feel like you are spending enough time with your kids, you know, because you notice, I mean, you, as a parent, everything is so brief. Everything's such a phase. Like, if you're gone for two weeks, they're, like, different people when you come back. Yeah, that's what my parents always said. My sister yeah. just had her second kid, <laughs> and she always, like, drives in. It's like, yeah, you got to be there for, like, every second because it's going to be like, yeah, they're, like, 19 now. And it was like, oh, my God, they were kids yesterday. <laughs> well, you know, yes and no. It goes fast in retrospect. Right, in the moment, yeah. it does not feel extremely fast. It depends. You know, like, first child, it does not feel extremely fast. Once you get into second child, it picks up the pace for mm-hmm. sure. Um, but you realize how fast time goes too. So you're just like, oh, well, why would I, why would I miss this? Because this is also brief, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And then once they're in school, once they're doing all their stuff and they don't want to talk to you anymore, then focus <laughs> on your career, you know? Yeah. Like, like in their grumpy phase where they just want to be locked in their room. Yeah, I feel like, I feel like I, you know, I'm not trying to make like a giant bonfire of my career right now. What I'm trying to do is make like a really decent campfire and just keep it running for as long as I can. Yeah. And then I'll ramp it up to bonfire level when I have that ability. But I think as long as you can keep it going and you don't let it totally extinguish, you're fine. Like, do you think you could handle doing the daily drop cap like right now? Oh, absolutely <laughs> not. You know, like my, my work schedule, I mean, my work schedule is going to change a little bit because I'm moving studios, so I won't have to commute. But right now I'm in the office literally from 1030 to 4. Which is, like, not a long work day. There is lunch in the middle of that. (laughs) Like, try to get everything that you have to get done, including answering emails. Like, my inbox consistently 
ends up at like 800 unread emails and stuff like yeah. that, which is like a huge emotional burden. <laughs> but it's really, it's hard to stay on top of stuff. It's hard to get things done unless you're crazy vigilant about things. So if I were going to start a project now that were, was more of a like personal project like Daily Drop Cap, it would have to be like a once a week activity, not mm-hmm. like an everyday activity. Yeah. Did you get something? No. Uh, well, <laughs> um, yesterday you spoke on educating the client and that, um, you know, we shouldn't just hold all of this knowledge to ourselves. Um, and for as an example, you know, anecdotal logos are one of those things. But when when is it um, not natural anymore for, like, something to kind of direct a project in that way? Um Well, I think, you know, when you start a project, it's not always about like, here, let me educate you about everything I know. It's you, it usually happens then in criticism, you know, where you start educating them based on their feedback. So like people will give you feedback and they'll go, oh, well, this feels really 19th century. And you're like, well, actually here, this is really close to the sample that you sent me. And it only feels that way right now because we're looking at it in black and white Mm -hmm. or because we're looking at it, whatever. And you have to be able to kind of walk through the things that they are seeing because People don't always have the words to explain how they feel about your work. They'll know when they see it, They'll right? know when they <laughs> see the it. the worst thing. I know, and that is really hard. You know, yeah. I've actually toyed with having, like, a unproductive feedback clause in my con- in my contracts where I can kill a project if, if I can't get productive feedback. That's, that's fantastic. Genius. Yeah. Everyone should be doing that. Yeah, oh, I mean, good. like, I've had one or two projects where, like, the only feedback that I would get was, like, I don't know. I just don't like anything. And I'm like, you have looked at 17 <laughs> different options in yeah. different styles. Like, I need I need something. You got to give me something. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I mean, like, I think that that's when those opportunities kind of start arising. And you can take their words and kind of go like, oh, well, you say it feels too feminine. That might be because of this swash here. What if we nix this? I feel like that's going to neutralize it a little bit. Or you're like, oh, you might be responding to this thing. With, you know, And then all of a sudden you start talking about decisions that you made mm-hmm. in context to their criticism. And then it gets them to understand that, like, oh, they're on to something with what they're telling you. And that you guys can find a common ground through you teaching them about, like, why they get that vibe from your work. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, jumping back to like the stepping back and being more introspective on stuff in your Skillshare class from like a while back I, I don't know when that was you were saying like if you look at back at your portfolio and you don't feel like you hate everything like you should check your ego because I, I know it's like every two years I can look at my portfolio and be like I hate everything from here forward well here so this is my new theory about this okay right so Eventually, you get to a point where you can look back at it in like a, oh, I'm proud of myself at that time, you know, kind of way. Uh, But you will always have like, God, I wish I could redo that with my skills now. Mm -hmm. And the statute of limitations of that, the longest it ever gets is five years. Okay. So like when you first start out, everything that you made like a month ago, you hate. Right. You know? And then it starts to grow. And then it's like everything made six months ago. And then eventually you get to this point where you're like a year to two years ago. And then the very highest it ever gets is five years. Five years? Yeah. Like, I don't think think it really gets longer than that. Yeah. Uh, maybe like when you're way down the line in your career, you can get into this ten to fifteen year thing. Like but someone's then, making a monograph about you. Yeah, like, yeah. I hate everything in my own. Book. <laughs> a portfolio is almost like an embarrassing journal that you found from your teenage I'm years. Like, yeah. like, Archer and Gotham and everything yeah. I do in college. Think, I do think that like once you hit like some ten, I'm twelve years into my career. Uh, I think when you get into like being in your career for twenty to twenty five years, thirty years, something like that, then it starts to be less of a thing. Yeah. You know, like. Yeah. 
you have definitely enough experience. You've probably been in a management role for a while. You know, like all of your work is the sum of all the people that you've worked with. Mm -hmm. You know, it changes a lot at that point. But I think when you're first starting out, you're just trying to shoot to get that period of time to just lengthen itself. You know, (laughs) is there anything um, currently that you're looking forward to? That you're really excited about could be design related or just not design related. Well, I am. I'm. I am really pumped about the kind book. I. I'm definitely gonna get it. <laughs> I'm finishing it up this month, so like it's I, exciting. all of the final art is due like by April 26th, and so it's like Ooh. it's really close. I just have to do like a lot of detail work, and that stuff takes so long. It's like the, sure. the last mile. It takes the longest. Um, but I'm really pumped about that one because I feel like it. As much as I thought Brave had, like, a reach, I feel like the kind book, like, if it gets in the right hands, can just, like, explode. Mm Because it covers so many, like, universal things that I feel like parents are always trying to teach their kids. Yeah. And I just really, like, I want people from, like, every walk of life, from every religious background to just look at it as a tool. Uh, and something that they would be interested in sharing with their kids rather than it being, like, you know, for one specific group or Mm -hmm. something like that. Um, so I'm really pumped on that. I am also, I'm moving my studio to Oakland and that nice. has been like a crazy process cause I'm working with an architect and I'm hiring a construction Whoa. crew. Wait, are you like planning out the layout of the yeah, space? That's so, sick. So I'm like gut renovating. That's cool. Like a build, like not a building. It's like these two little commercial condos, yeah. but I'm like building my dream studio essentially. That's One of the amazing. coolest things I've ever seen was that you had your sketchbook slot, like in your desk. Oh yeah, that was really. Fun. I've been wanting to build the desk ever <laughs> since that. I will tell you. I will tell you. We used those a little bit less than I thought that yeah. I would. Um, now and you need an iPad. Spot. Those those uh, desks were amazing, but they're also super heavy. Oh, yeah. So um, because I want to still, I want to figure out a way to do workshops again. I haven't mm-hmm. been able to do them just because like my weekends are so precious with my kids. Oh yeah, no, but, that's a good excuse. But yeah, I really want to be able to figure out how to do them on weeknights or like even bring in other artists to do workshops in my space and then I can like come and show up in the morning and yeah. be like, hey, check out this awesome yeah, person. Yeah, yeah. Here's some donuts. You know, like, <laughs> but the furniture choices are going to be like based on things that can kind of recon- reconfigure and things like that. That's but cool. I'm going to have a retail store in it, Ooh. which is going to be like strictly brick and mortar, like hardly any online presence because I want to make it like a test kitchen for me making random stuff and uh, and I'm going to move my letterpress there too so it'll have like a letterpress print shop component sick yeah it's going to be super dope I'm really pumped it's going to be like it's going to be like a totally different thing I actually think that like my life is going to change very significantly once the studio happens that's great yeah Um, well thanks for joining us today Uh, do we have any parting thoughts do you have any parting thoughts man I don't know I think that's how, part how, of was, how was your first Creative South? Oh, it was great. Yeah? This was awesome. Cool. Yeah. I mean, everybody's like super enthusiastic. People yeah, come yeah. with like a shit ton of shwa- uh, swag to yeah, do yeah, 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 which yeah. is really rad. Mm-hmm. It's um, great until I have to pack it all. The theater was really beautiful. Yeah, I mean, it's been yeah. fun. Yeah. Awesome. Re- rekindle with some old friends that were here, There you too. go. That's the best part. I made the joke that the real Creative South is the friends you made along the way. Mm. <laughs> it's really true. I mean, it the, is. That's the point of all conferences, though. Like, mm-hmm. every time I go to conferences, it's really just like a big friend hang. Yeah. yeah. And it's yeah. the best thing you can ask for. Like you said yesterday, that's your social life. It's not a work event, you know? And I've felt that way about all these all these conferences. Yeah, yeah. and I, I mean, I use conferences as a recharge for me. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, as much as the crowd uses it as a recharge by looking at all the inspirational stuff, like, my my recharge is actually, like, 
doing those like two hours of talking to students at the event and like getting them to be yeah. like download all of your information into my brain because I get so much fulfillment from just like people like feverishly taking notes about it's things like smoke coming off the I'm pen. like thank you for validating me I will go home now and feel great you know <laughs> it's just really it's really nice I feel like uh, I get as much out of it as I hope people get out of talking to me yeah, so. yeah. well thank uh, you so much yeah thanks that's yeah, great thank you guys Oh, I like it.